Tom. You're on with Dave and Nikki. Tom. Hello. Good morning. So how many gazillion radio stations have you been on already? Oh, 16. No, yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah. This is the third. This is the third, okay. <laughs> so you're, well, you're warmed up now. <laughs> Supposedly, famous last words. Right. <laughs> right? Oh, man. So, Tom, I got to tell you, I'm really excited to talk to you about this book, Beyond the Wand. My family and I are huge Harry Potter fans. My 10-year-old daughter is reading the books right now. She's already watched all the movies. So this is super exciting. She is very excited that I'm talking with you today. And Will you make sure that she knows that I'm nicer than Draco is? <laughs> Well, that was the question that she wanted to ask because she she wanted to know what it was like being a young kid playing a bad guy. I mean, it was a lot more fun than the good guys, I think. Um, <laughs> I, I would say it reminds me of like when we had um, when we had guests come to the set and everyone wanted to meet Daniel and everyone would give Rupert a high five and a hug from Emma, and then when I tried to give them you know a handshake or whatever, they would just run away in terror. Um, <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, so that's what it was like. Yeah, but I always hear that from actors that a lot of actors like to play bad guys more so than playing a good guy. I mean, you know, wh- where are you at on all that? Oh, yeah, I think <clears throat> I think ultimately just sort of playing someone that is as far away from you as possible, yourself. Um, Drake, Draco and Tom share absolutely no qualities other than the same eye color. Uh, I, I've got three older brothers and, a lo- and loving parents. Draco had uh, quite, quite the opposite. So I think... <clears throat> Uh, excuse me. I think it's more about uh, just to, just playing. Ca- I know I can speak for Jason Isaacs, uh, and I know Alan Rickman got a massive kick out of playing um, playing someone so vastly different from who they are in real life. Yeah. <laughs> well, the great thing about this book, Beyond the Wand, which actually came out yesterday, is that there are so many behind-the-scenes stories in here that you share, and you talk about the other cast members, and one, of course, that we just lost was Robbie Coltrane. Tell us what it was like to work with him. Robbie, oh yeah, <laughs> obviously sad news to hear about his passing, but um, I'm constantly reminded, and we've been on the uh, on the on the Potter uh, text chat group just just sharing stories about uh, about him. He he set the tone from the get go that we were not supposed to take this too seriously. <laughs> uh, for the very first very first table read or the very first scene, he turned up and claimed that he was Emma Watson playing Hermione, and Emma claimed that she was playing uh, Hagrid. So he really relaxed us kids from the start. Um, so he was a great, a great presence. He, he, he was as much of a Hagrid to us um, as Muggles as he was to uh, as he was to the characters on set. That is awesome. That is awesome to hear. And, you know, I uh, remember watching my my, uh, wife. She's from uh, England. And so we watch a lot of British TV. And we remember watching him on a lot of British TV, like cop shows back in the day. And so then when everything started happening with Harry Potter, we're going, is that the same guy? Yeah, that we used yeah. to watch on the, all the cop shows. <laughs> yeah, no, he's got some real versatility, and uh, those, it, it seems that every scene that he's ever touched, really, it goes, it, it can, it can become iconic very quickly. You know, the thing that you share in this book, you share your relationship with Emma and how close you are with friendship, and that the fact that you're still friends to this day. And she influenced a lot of the different stories that you talk about in this book that you were kind of apprehensive about sharing early on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I mean, we're all good friends, obviously, everyone. But yeah, Emma and I have, have, have stayed, stayed uh, very close um, over the last, well, since Potter finished, really. And uh, yeah, she was one of the first people that I shared my scraps of paper of my stories that I had, um, that I put together of my time on Potter. And she was, A, a encouraging for me to, to, to share them, but also for me to talk about my brothers and my parents. <coughs> Excuse me. 
and just sort of the highs and lows of, uh, of of what it was like in Muggle life outside of the um, outside of the studios. Uh, although although there's a focus a lot on um, on how we made the films, there's also a lot of a lot of chapters in there about um, well how Tom became Tom. <laughs> so what are what are some of the stories that she really encouraged you to share that you were really really apprehensive about sharing? Less uh, less apprehensive, more sort of um, not really not really seeing if that was going to be an appealing thing for people <laughs> to read. I mean, at first it was about my um, my rather, uh, um, well, tumultuous relationship with my three older brothers who were rather mischievous at the best of times. Um, and although Tom and Draco didn't share much, I was a bit mischievous as well. So um, you, you hear about my early run-ins with the law. Um, which my mum didn't actually know. The book opens with a story about me um, essentially being arrested. And my mum not knowing this story, so you can imagine the phone call that I got. <laughs> Thomas Felton, and if someone calls me that, I know it's my mum, and I know I'm in trouble. Um, so yeah, that, and then just, and then also the stuff that's happened happened more recently. Really, I've, I've uh, when I went over to um, Los Angeles to sort of start my uh, my adult acting career, just going through all the highs, the highs and lows of that. Really, um, I'm, I'm not too I'm not too um, worried or nervous about about sharing them because I think we're we're, we're all in the same boat where um, we've all got our own things, and by talking about them, it makes other people feel a little bit less lonely in there so i'm hoping that'll be the case for this well and i know tom you and probably everybody who's uh, on the cast for harry potter that uh, at some point you wanted to shake that off you wanted to move on you know so that you could go act in other things how long did that take uh, for you to uh, kind of get harry potter in, in the rearview mirror <laughs> Luckily, about ten about well, about ten minutes because all they yeah. do is just buzz my just cut my hair off. Yeah, that's <laughs> all. It took. Yeah, as soon as I didn't have bleach blonde hair, that made things a lot easier. Um, but also, yeah, I've I've been um, when I've been living in California, I was you know mostly found in a wet pair of um, trim shorts on a skateboard with my dog. So I think most people were, were whispering to themselves. There's no way that's Draco Malfoy. Is it? Um, so I think I got away with it a lot from that. But um, I'm constantly, I'm never trying to get away from it. And I'm constantly reminded and I'm grateful that there are so many still growing fans. You know, most of the people now that say hello weren't even born when the first film was being made. So that's kind of insane. Right. And that's what's happening in my house right now. Because, you know, my husband and I were fans. And now my daughters are growing up and we're having them watch the movies. And my 10-year-old like is reading down, the books. Generation to generation. Yeah, exactly. Because it is. It's such a fun story to follow along with. Would you ever play Dra- Draco again? <laughs> I mean, I think we both know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Well, it's not something that I would jump into immediately, but if, um, if that question was ever asked, then I definitely would, uh, my ears would definitely prick up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was an interesting franchise thing that happened at the very beginning, because when the movie started getting going, I remember as a radio station, we would go and we would do a full promotion with a full theater so that everybody could come see you, but they had to come as one of the characters, you know, from Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, assuming I can, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that you're both in full costume now, am I right? Well, of course. We, uh, yeah. Of course. Of course. Exactly. <laughs> I'm a Ravenclaw, by the way. Right. My yeah, niece okay. is a Slytherin. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, that balances out a little bit, I guess. <laughs> there you go. That's right. Yeah, we're, everything we have to do in the studio, we do with a wand, of course. Of course. <laughs> Not well, today. today. How else would else do that? Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's my question. I, there's got to be things that maybe you have still 
from your Harry Potter days. Do you still have your wand? Any of that kind of stuff? No, sadly, I wasn't. I wasn't that crafty when it came to swiping props. Wands, wands especially. We literally only had one wand, one wand each from the very beginning. Uh, I, I know that because mine's got a chip, at, chip in it from where I've dropped it so many times. Sure. Um, and those, those are all kept at the studios now, um, in, at the uh, at the studio tour, and, pro- and rightfully so, because chances are I would have dropped it even more at <laughs> this time. <laughs> But yeah, I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a geek, really. I um, I always go into the wizarding like the Potter stores. Um, so I don't I didn't get away with many props, but I've got every single piece of Slytherin merchandise you could possibly imagine. Oh, go. that's awesome! That's how you yeah. do it. Tom, it's been so nice to chat with you today. The book is called Beyond the Wand, and it is filled with lots of great stories from behind the scenes of Harry Potter. You can get it now. It's available now wherever books are sold. Awesome. Take care.